What's up, folks? This is John Lawrence with Anesthesia Guidebook, and I'm coming back to do just one episode specifically focused on the NBCRNA CPC program exam, or the assessment, as NBCRNA calls it. So this is the third podcast in a short series. It's like a little, little NBCRNA CPC program care package for you. I rolled out with episode 64, which is a 10-minute overview of the whole CPC program, including the exam. And then the last podcast I did, episode 65, is a one-hour deep dive into the CPC program. We cover everything from you know what counts as a Class B credit, Class A credit, how to report those, what the core modules are, some background on the CPC program, and then a rundown on the CPC exam. So, but I know some of you out there are just looking for a rundown on the exam. This is the thing that causes you the most anxiety. You want to know what's up with this test. So I'm cutting right to the chase here. So I'm not going to talk about class A and class B credits, core modules, or any of the other elements of the CPC program. So if you want to hear about that stuff, go check out the previous two podcasts. This is just going to be the CPC exam. And uh, I didn't have a script for the last two podcasts when I talked about this. So uh, this is probably going to hit the same content as the last two podcasts, but uh, I'm not reading from a script. So hopefully I at least cover what I said in the last two podcasts on the exam. This may be a little bit different too. So what is the deal with this exam? Well, it's a 150 question exam. You have to take it once during your CPC eight year cycle and so if you remember, the CPC cycles are two four-year cycles, but the whole thing is an eight-year period. The CPC rolled out in 2016, and so pretty much every CRNA right now is in the zone. You are in the four-year window where you have the exam available for you to be able to take. Now, right now, the NBCRNA is only opening up certain windows of opportunity to take the exam. So Log on to NBCRNA.com and you can try to schedule your exam and it will show you when the windows are. I went ahead and I took the exam back on November 14th, 2021. Now, my last four-year window for this eight-year cycle, the first eight-year cycle that I've been in for the CPC program, opened up on August 1st. And then the exam windows opened up. Uh, I think I could have taken it in September. I was just busy, but I wanted to take it pretty early in this four-year cycle so that I could make these podcasts for you and, and tell you a little bit of an insider scoop on what's going on with this exam. So I took it November 14th and I took it at home. You can take the exam at home or at a Pearson testing center. It's your choice where you want to take it. And I decided to take it at home and it went pretty well. I, I ended up passing the exam. It took me just under nine, what no, just under 10 weeks to get my exam results, which was it was one of the two biggest frustrating elements of the whole exam. One was just figuring out how to set my computer up and log on and take the exam, which I'm going to talk about here in a minute. And the other was that once I was done with the exam, I didn't know how I did. And right now the NBCRNA is saying there's going to be like an eight to 10 week window to get your uh, exam results. Um, and that's because they're still doing some testing on how people are, are taking the exam. They're looking at the questions that people answer. They're looking at scoring, how people did, they're running some statistical analysis on it before they release those exam results. You're going to get your exam results as an email from the NBCRNA, and it just says, you know, congratulations, you passed the exam, or you were deficient in a particular category. So I'll come back and kind of unpack that a little bit more here in a minute. So this is probably the piece of the CPC program that is 
most anxiety provoking for CRNAs. When the CPC program first rolled out, when it was in kind of the development stage, the NBCRNA planned for this exam to be a high stakes pass fail exam. So if you didn't pass, you were no longer a CRNA or you had to figure out how to then come back and meet the passing standard. And so in February, it was actually February 14th of 2019, it was a little Valentine's Day gift to the CRNA community. After extensive and very strong pressure and pushback from the CRNA community, the NBCRNA changed the requirement. They removed the pass-fail standard from the exam. So if you are deficient on the exam, if you do not meet the passing standard, it's no longer going to affect your credential. You will still be a CRNA. There is a remediation process that you have to engage in, and it's super simple. It is not a big deal. So there's four categories of the exam. The categories are airway management, applied clinical pharmacology, human physiology and pathophysiology, and anesthesia equipment and technology. So if you were deficient in one of those four domains on those particular questions, NBCRNA will notify you of that. And then your remediation plan is that you will have to take at least one class A credit in that category of content specific to that category after the exam and before your CPC cycle ends. And that credit is in addition to the 60 class A credits that you already are required. So keep that in mind. If you've not taken all of your 60 class A credits for that four year cycle, you take the exam and you're deficient, just finishing out your 60 class A credits won't be enough to meet the CPC requirements. You will have to take at least one additional hour of class A credit in the category that you were deficient from. So max, if you just absolutely bombed the exam and you were deficient in all four categories, you would be notified of that by the NBCRNA and you would be on the hook to take four additional class A credits over your 60 minimum. So you would take one hour of credit in each domain. Doesn't matter who the credit's through, AANA pre-approves all the class A credits, so you'd find a class A credit in each category, you would take those categories, and then you would be in compliance with the CPC program. So it's super important to recognize that the exam does not affect your credential. It is a self-assessment. It's the opportunity for you to see what you know, see what you remember. The exam covers the broad scope of CRNA practice. So this is also an area where some people get anxious about the exam and they say, well, I'm, I'm only a pediatric CRNA or I'm only a cardiothoracic CRNA or I'm only an OB CRNA or I only do outpatient plastics or I'm in a small hospital and I haven't done a crany in 15 years or an open AAA or whatever. People have anxiety about their practice setting and that this exam is kind of geared towards the global uh, anesthesia practice for CRNAs. However, it is not the NCE. It's not the board exam. It's not the national certification exam like you took to become a CRNA. It is by far much more simple, much more kind of like broad strokes generalized, and it's focused on your practice setting. It's focused on the common knowledge or the walking knowledge as uh, one of the journal articles that talks about the CPC assessment. It's kind of like the walk around knowledge of being a CRNA. If you're, as our chief CRNA at our hospital 
with about, you know, it was a level one trauma center with about 100 CRNAs. He was in the pilot program for the CPC assessment. And after he took that, he came back and he said, you know, if you're a CRNA, if you're a practicing CRNA, you should probably know this information. It's, and you probably do know this information. It's pretty basic. It's pretty straightforward. That being said, there was stuff on the exam that I don't think I had really seen since school. There were some, you know, pathophysiology questions. You know, here's a condition. What would you expect the signs and symptoms to be? I hadn't thought about some of those things since anesthesia school. And so what do you do? You guess on the multiple choice question and you move on. I left the exam. It was, it was a weird mix. Some of the questions I felt like, well, if you were a critical care nurse for any amount of time, you would understand these basic concepts. Like, how does a pulse oximeter work? You know, what, what affects pulse oximetry, like patient movement, hypothermia, ambient light in the room, those kinds of things. You know a lot of this common knowledge just from being a critical care nurse. And then especially as being a CRNA, if you've been practicing at all in any setting, you know a lot of this information. So there was some stuff that I was like, this is super easy. And then there were things that I saw that I hadn't seen since anesthesia school, and I just didn't remember Ultimately, I left the exam very much feeling like I had probably failed. I definitely didn't walk out of there going, nailed all of those questions, got that on lockdown. But it's all about your attitude and how you approach this exam. I just didn't, I didn't really get too worked up about it. I did zero studying for this exam. Zero studying. Now, you might say, well, John, you're a clinical coordinator at a level one trauma center, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to, I mean, my, <laughs> my wife can attest. Uh, she would be kind, but she is by far the smarter one. She has like the, you know, she's one of those people that has like a photographic memory of everything she's ever read. She can come up with any answer to anything if you ask her. And I am not that way. It's one of the reasons I am a clinical coordinator is that I have to continue to practice and read and study to stay sharp. I would definitely not classify myself as the sharpest knife in the box, and I still passed. So even though I left not feeling super confident that I had passed, I ultimately did pass. I have no idea what my score was. NBCRNA does not release your specific scores if you met the passing standard. They just say, congrats, you passed. So let's talk about a couple other features of the exam. We'll talk about um, what it looks like when you log on and hopefully dispel some of the other points of anxiety or concern for you. So a couple of things, it's 150 questions and you have three hours to complete the test. I took it at home. Uh, it's also closed book, which I'll talk about here in just a minute. So you have three hours to take the test. It's 150 questions. You're going to take all 150 questions. The thing does not shut off early if you're doing really well or, or if you're doing really horribly. So it's not like boards. You will take all 100. Everyone takes all 150 questions and you've got three hours to do it. And I was done with the exam in 50 minutes, five zero, just under an hour. So it didn't take a long time. I also didn't sit there and fret about, you know, what the, my answers were. If I didn't know the answer, I took the question and I moved on. Um, and I passed. You can take this test. Um, it is closed book. NBCRNA in their pilot exam or in their pilot studies, they had people take it open book and closed book electronic books, hard textbooks, at home, and at a Pearson Testing Center. They looked at all of those scenarios. One of the things that CRNA said that they wanted was the, for the exam to not take a lot of time. They found that people who had open book access, whether ebooks or actual textbooks, took much longer to complete the exam because they were looking up questions. And then very interestingly, there was 
no statistical difference in performance on the exam in the pilot study between closed book and open book, ebooks or hard copy books, Pearson Testing Center, or taking it home. The exam scores were not statistically different. So because of that, and because CRNA said, we don't want this to take very long, NBCRNA made the decision to make this a closed book test because the people who took a closed book completed the test much quicker than those who had access to resources. So there you go. You got to take the question and move on. Once you take a question on the test, you can't go back and change your question. You have to move on. So talk a little bit about the exam. It's a computerized test. Once you log on, it's going to give you some coaching on how to think about the exam, how to take the exam. It's going to give you a little session on, you know, where the navigation buttons are, how to move forward, how to make a choice. Uh, the exam has a timer on it that counts down from 180 minutes because you get three hours to take the test. And it also has a little tracker that shows you exactly where you are out of 150 questions. So if you're 15 questions in, it's going to show that you took 15 questions and you have another 135 questions to go. So you kind of know where you are in terms of how many questions you've taken and how much time you have left. And again, breeze through this in less than an hour for a 150 question exam. You have to take the exam once every eight years within the big CPC eight-year cycle. So their CPC cycles are broken down into four years each. So the CPC assessment windows open up in your second four-year cycle, and you can take it at any point during your cycle. You can take it super early. I took mine, you know, three months or so after my window had opened up, and I today in early February have another three and a half years of this window and you only take it once every eight years. So check this out. I've got three and a half years in this window before this cycle's over. And then I'm going to do the next four year cycle that does not include an exam. And then I'm going to do the next four year cycle, which will include the exam. So I have up to 11 and a half years before I'm going to see this exam again. And who knows by then we might not be taking the exam. NBCRNA right now is engaged in a study on longitudinal assessment for CRNAs based upon simulation. So they are still looking at, can we phase the exam out? Should we phase the exam out? Should we have an exam as part of the recertification for CRNAs or should we eliminate the exam? NBCRNA is accredited by outside organizations that say you have to have some form of assessment for people who hold the CRNA credential you can't just let them have a credential uh, after an initial board certification. So it has to be some form of assessment, but NBCRNA is looking at alternatives to the exam. The exam costs $295. NBCRNA worked hard to keep it less than 300 bucks, and it's going to cost you $295. So let's talk about taking it at a Pearson Center or taking it at home. You're going to sign up for the exam through NBCRNA.com. When you log on, you get to choose where you want to take it. Take it at a Pearson Testing Center. It's going to walk you through a scheduling system to get that scheduled at a particular Pearson Testing Center. If you take this at a Pearson Testing Center, I would highly recommend that you, one, identify one that's close to your home, and two, that before your test day, that you actually go physically to the Pearson Testing Center. These places are classically hard to find. They're in some nondescript you know, gray office building or some weird strip mall behind like next door to the Chinese restaurant or whatever. And you need to go find the testing center 
walk into the testing center, find the elevator, follow the directory, go to the actual office where the test will take place, and then find the closest bathroom. If you physically do that, you figure out where to park, where's the entrance door, where's the elevator, where's the actual office, and where's the closest bathroom. If you physically do that, even though like my whole mantra with this test is that it's it's not high stakes, it should be low stress, you should be relaxed about it. I'm telling you, if you walk through the steps of going to find the office ahead of time, it will eliminate the stress of on the day of your test of you not knowing where you're going. So follow that pearl and it will help you out. If you're taking this test at home, like I did, I've got a bunch of tips for you. So here we go. You're going to sign up for the test on NBCRNA.com. It kicks you out to a third-party vendor, PSI, which is the company that administers the test. You'll schedule the exam with them, and they will send you confirmation emails to, um, you know, for the date of your exam. Uh, PSI requires very specific uh elements for your computer and your Wi-Fi. So it will run a Wi-Fi test to see if your home Wi-Fi is fast enough to handle the test. It will require you to download either Firefox or a Chrome web browser. So if you're an Apple user, you're just using Safari, that's not going to work. You got to download a different browser. Then you're going to have to log into NBCRNA on that browser. So you're going to have to like use Chrome to log into NBCRNA. And if you're like me and you just have all your passwords saved through Safari and you don't know what your password is, you got to figure out what your password is. Log on to NBCRNA. It's going to kick you back over to PSI on the browser. And then you got to download a secure web browser. The secure browser locks out your whole computer. It does not allow you to have other programs running in the background because it's a closed book test. So you can't have a Word document up. You can't have Spotify playing in the background. And then once you have the secure browser on, you actually log into your exam. There's this you know, phase of identity confirmation and a room check that you go through. You literally have to twist your computer around and show the software your room. It will take a video of your room to make sure you don't have any notes out. And um, you will take a screenshot of your, you take like a photo of your photo ID, your government issued photo IDs, your driver's license. And you'll also take a selfie photo. So you cannot have your hair done. You can be in sweatpants and a t-shirt, but you will scan your room with your video camera and you will uh, have to take a selfie shot. The exam proctor will evaluate your exam environment to make sure that you are in compliance. That this is a closed book exam. So it is a little like it's a little hardcore on that level and it does take some time. And here's the deal with timing you are scheduled for a particular time to take this exam. So if you're, it's like 9.15 is when you scheduled your exam on a particular day. If you're 15 minutes late, I think it kicks you out. Like it, it will not allow you to log in if you're late because you are scheduling this with a live proctor who's also meeting you for your exam, like a live human being. Uh, you don't see that person. You don't talk to them. They're not on video. You don't talk to them. Um, you know, uh, verbally, but they are on a live chat box with you and will help you set up your computer and get stuff going. And they're there to help you navigate the exam and you can ask questions and that kind of stuff. They're not there to tell you the answers. They're there to help you with the process and the software and that kind of stuff. So that being said, the point of the matter is, is you have this exam window. And if you show up on the day you take your exam and you're like, oh, it's five minutes till 9.15, I'm gonna start logging in and getting this thing set up, 
you might blow past your availability window and forfeit your $295. You really need to log on about a half hour to 45 minutes ahead of your exam and start going through this process of like downloading Firefox, doing your Wi-Fi check again, getting on your secure browser, logging into NBCRNA, uh, video scanning your room, taking the picture of your driver's license, taking a selfie photo, waiting for the exam proctor to verify all of your information and open your exam up. So I was getting a little stressed out because I got on about a half hour early, but it took me, I don't know, 35, 40 minutes. Like I was kind of close to passing that window. And I don't know how lenient they are if you actually blow past that window. But the exam rules stated that if you miss your window, you forfeit your exam fee and you got to reschedule. Now, I will say that I scheduled the exam initially and I had to reschedule the exam uh, because my work schedule changed and I couldn't take the exam on the date that I initially planned. I logged into PSI and I changed the schedule and it was a pretty easy uh, process to change my exam date. There was no fee associated. However, you have to do that uh, outside of 24 hours of your exam. So you can't log in like the morning of and go, I'm not really feeling taking this exam today. I'm going to reschedule it. You got to do it at least 24 hours in advance to reschedule. And then you're in the exam, you take the exam, it's 150 questions, you got three hours, and once you're done with the exam, it's going to ask you to fill out a short survey about your experience, and then you log off, and then your computer returns access back to you so you can do other stuff. And then you wait for your exam results for like eight to 10 weeks, which is frustrating, uh, but it's part of the process. NBCRNA is moving to shorten that process down to where it will be like boards. You take the exam, you immediately know your result but they're not there yet. So right now there is this lag time before you get your results. So a couple other things about the exam and then we are piecing out on this podcast. The NBCRNA has a virtual plethora of resources available for you to prep on the exam. They have podcasts and videos on YouTube about making the decision whether or not you should take this at a Pearson Testing Center or at home. They've got podcasts and videos that break down what the exam is like and what you're going to experience and all that kind of stuff. So uh, they have a whole website with frequently asked questions. Uh, they've got documents that talk about the exam development and peer-reviewed journal articles about the, you know, the nitty-gritty kind of educational uh, development of you know, how the exam was established. So as much as you want to learn about this exam, you can through the NBCRNA's website. There's a lot of info. The most salient things, the most helpful things that you might find there are the practice exams. So NBCRNA offers two kinds of practice exams. One's free, one's paid. So they offer a free 20 question practice exam called the Quick 20. You can log on to NBCRNA today and take a 20 questions for free. Or you can buy up to two exams, two other practice exams. You can take the free quick 20 and then you can also purchase one or both of these 40 question practice exams. So one exam costs 30 bucks or you can get both of them for $50. They're 40 question exams. So you think, oh, that's great. I'm going to get an 80, 80 questions uh, to work through. Well, each exam actually has a bank of 80 questions for a total of 160 questions. And after you take each of those exams, you will get access to the entire question bank. So you will be able to have access to 160 practice questions if you pay for these exams. They're $50 for both, and they also count as Class A credit. So each exam is two hours of Class A credit. So for 50 bucks, you walk with 160 
questions for practice questions and four class A credits. It's a pretty good deal. And it will help you feel a lot better about the CPC assessment. The, the quick 20 and the practice exams are very similar. They're very in line with what you will experience on the CPC assessment. So I would encourage you to take those. So a couple other things just about the philosophy and the whole vibe around the exam. When NBCRNA rolled this out and it was a high stakes exam, it was profoundly, tremendously stressful for lots of CRNAs, especially older CRNAs who are not tech savvy and who did the quick math and figured, you know, I'm going to have to take this high stakes exam three years before I plan to retire. And if I don't pass, like my whole retirement plan is off. And so even though they've removed the pass-fail requirement, there are still CRNAs out there who are stressing about this. I just talked to some in Idaho when I was presenting on this at their state association meeting, and I'm heading to Ohio uh, next month to talk about this. There are still CRNAs who are well-advanced in their careers who are calculating whether or not they should retire early so they don't have to take this exam. I am here to tell you, if you are a practicing CRNA, you will do fine on this exam. And if you don't, all you have to do is take an additional class A credit. It's not high stakes. It is not a huge deal. Um, I, I can't express enough just to walk back the anxiety around this exam. I know no matter what I say, some of you are still going to be anxious. So there's the free practice questions uh, through the Quick 20. There's paid practice questions. I guarantee you there's going to be private companies, other private companies who come up with test preparation courses, you know, weekend seminars, conferences, uh, paid test prep programs, whatever. I don't think you need any of that. I didn't study at all for this exam. I rolled in and most of it, I was like an ICU nurse would know these questions. It's, it is not the board exam. It's not at all the breadth or the depth of information that you need to know for passing boards initially. So I don't think you need to really study. If you do want to study, the whole CPC program is set up for you to take your core modules first, then take your exam. So a very clever way to approach the exam you have to take core modules anyway. The core modules are designed along the same four categories of the exam. Airway, pharmacology, phys and pathophysiology, anesthesia technology and equipment. So plan for your CE week one year during your four-year cycle. I would, I would do it early. Do it like your second or third year in your four-year cycle. Take a CE week and roll through your core modules. And then within a week or two, within a month, plan your exam and do it at home, do it at the Pearson Testing Center, whatever is easier for you, and take your exam, get it out of the way. It's not a big deal. Uh, wait for your results, you're likely going to pass, and if you don't remember, it's not a big deal. All you have to do is take an additional Class A credit to remediate yourself, per se, in that domain, and you're going to be fine. The exam results are confidential, they don't go to your employer, uh, it is really a self-assessment and it's just part of the CPC program. So hit me up in the comments, shoot me a message, shoot me an email. Um, overall, I really hope that you are not stressed about this exam. I found it to be really, you know, the most, again, the most frustrating thing was getting my computer set up to take it. The exam was really not bad. It, um, you know, it took me 50 minutes to do 150 questions. It's kind of 
cruise through and click through it. It was interesting to think about, oh yeah, like, look at that. I haven't thought about that for a while. So it did stimulate me to think through, you know, some questions. Um, I can't tell you anything specific that was on the exam. You know, everything's multiple choice. Sometimes you'll choose one answer or select two or three answers. There's no short answer. There's no matching or drawing lines between multiple answers. There's no select a spot and drop a pin on a chart or a graph to identify a nerve or a muscle or anything like that. It's multiple choice questions. And um, I think it's I think it's pretty reasonable. And I, and I really hope that you um, are not stressed about this after you hear this podcast. So share this podcast with your friends. Share this within your state associations. You got a little CPC care package here with three podcasts that talk all about the CPC program. Uh, take the quick 20 online, the free quick 20, and relax about the exam. Take it early, get it out of the way. Be sure to take it before, like, you know, before you're done with your CPC cycle in case you're deficient. So don't wait till June or July of the year that you have to recertify. Take this thing six months before. Take it two years before. Take it three years before. Get it done. Get it out of the way. Get it off of your mind. And that's what I've got for you. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next time. Hey, y'all. John here. If you're digging the show, will you take a couple of minutes and drop a review of Anesthesia Guidebook on Apple Podcasts? Your comments and ratings help other people trust the show. Also, send a link to the podcast to your classmates and colleagues. Word of mouth is the best way for Guidebook to grow. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time.